Hey there, hello. This is Healthy-ish, your almost daily podcast from Body and Soul. I am your host, Felicity Harley, and today I've got one of our favourite experts back in the Healthy-ish hot seat. Michelle Chevalli-Hedge is a nutritionist, corporate speaker and author. In fact, she's written plenty of books, including her most recent bestseller called Eat, Drink and Still Shrink. Today, she's going to delve into the not-so-sweet relationship between sugar and your gut health. Yes, sugar can mess with your microbiome. Now, we keep our healthy-ish episodes quite short, but if you want to hear today's full interview where Michelle discusses, well, she really goes deep into sugar, how it can impact your health, how to know if you're consuming too much, and the top things you should know when you're basically standing in a supermarket thinking, what the hell doesn't have sugar in it? What is that? So confusing sometimes. Anyway, search for Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your awesome pods like this one. Okay, um, this is Healthish episode 293, Tuesday, June the 8th. My guest is Michelle Chavelli Hedge, and we're talking sugar, or Healthish is sugar and microbiome. Michelle, so nice to have you back on Healthish. Thank you for joining us. Now, your first book was about beating sugar addiction for dummies, and your other two books talk a lot about sugar and the gut. So I kind of wanted to marry the two because sugar can be bad for gut health, right? Explain to us why. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you're marrying the two. Really, really important messaging around sugar. So think of sugar, hidden sugars. I'm not talking about natural sugars hidden sugars, added sugars as fertilizer for our bad gut bugs. So in our stomachs, right, we have good bacteria and bad bacteria or good bugs and bad bugs. And to feed those healthy gut bugs, we need things like real whole food, things that are full of probiotic and prebiotics, things that are full of fiber. But if we're feeding it sugar, it creates things like dysbiosis or candida. Big, big words for something that I just like to refer to as sort of IBS-like symptoms. Oh, yeah, they, they are big, scary words, aren't they? So before we start slashing sugar, I mean, there's obviously been, we've had, you know, no sugar months and cut sugar and I quit sugar and everything. Before we start slashing it all for the sake of our gut health, what types of sugar should we or the foods that contain these types of sugar should we keep in our diet? Okay. So um, absolutely, from a nutritional medicine practitioner's standpoint, I would encourage everybody to have the love of fruit and vegetables, which has natural sugar in it. And even dairy has a natural sugar in it as well. The types of sugars that the World Health Organization research science is talking about that is detrimental for our mental health and our physical health is the added sugar, the white stuff, or, you know, sugar actually comes disguised in many, many names. Um, but it is that added sugar that we're talking about that is the the culprit of poor well-being, not the natural sugar. So, so feel free to be consuming, you know, those berries and the, those two pieces of fruit a day, that's fine. That's not the sugars we're referring to. I mean, often, it, I mean, yes, so eat your apples, that's that's okay. 
Often it's so hard, isn't it, to work out. I mean, it can be so confusing and there can be so many hidden sugars in things. I mean, how can we... What, have you got a general rule of thumb when it comes to avoiding sugar, excess sugar in your diet? Well, this is this is what I say to people um, almost daily many, many times, is the best diet in the world is this. Just eat real food, unpackaged and unprocessed as often as possible in a combination of fat, protein and smart carbs. And when you're eating that way, for the most part, Felicity, you're having very little added sugar, right? And also it's crowding out when you're eating that way, it's crowding out the desire to go and hit those sugary snacks. But my general rule of thumb is, and and I don't live in an ivory tower at all. You know, I have days where, where I have little tiny binges or pick up, you know, you know, a couple of lollies, jelly snakes, and things like that. When you're picking up processed foods, what I get people to do, and this is really where the light bell goes on for many people, is pick up the food that you're about to eat that is packaged and processed. Just have a little glance at the label. Do three simple things. Don't make it complicated. One, read the ingredients. If it sounds like it's made in a chemical factory, It probably is. So (laughs) one question, right? Number two is have a little look at the serving size and get an idea because if the serving size is little, tiny, tiny, tiny serving size, it often means the next thing is going to be very big. And the next thing is looking at the sugar grams. So just run your finger across the sugar grams and have a little look at what that number is. Now, for most of us, that will not make any sense whatsoever, right? So let's say, for example, we're on a can of Coca-Cola and I run my finger across, see sugar grams, 40 grams. Take that number and divide it by four. This will give us a general guideline as to how much added sugar is in that product. So in the case of Coca-Cola, for example, 40 divided by four is 10, 10 teaspoons of added sugar. If I was to give you a chai tea from Starbucks or most, um, most cafes, it's usually about 12 added teaspoons of sugar. Um, so that's that's a general guideline. A vitamin water, eight added teaspoons of sugar. But from the World Health Organization perspective, some of our greatest researchers and scientists and medical body, we should only be consuming for maximum health is six teaspoons of added sugar a day. But most Australians are consuming even the healthy of us between 35 and 45. I mean, that that is quite horrifying when you when you put it like that, isn't it? So how can we counteract some of sugar's bad effects on our microbiome and in turn create a healthier gut? Excellent. I think that. Again, just going back to eating real whole food, because real whole food has got lots of nutrients in it, but it's got lots of fiber. And the gut biome loves that fiber. And it also loves those amino acids. It loves all of those things to create a healthy gut lining and healthy gut absorption. 
One of the biggest things that I that I go on about sugar felicity is is the connection between sugar, a poor gut biome, right, an unhealthy state of gut. But guess what? Guess where our serotonin is created, our happy hormone, the very thing that we want more of to minimize anxiety, depression, and mood disorders. Serotonin is created in our gut biome. It's not created in our brain. So does it not make sense when we're cleaning up that beautiful gut of ours, just with real whole food, I'm not talking about deprivation, I'm talking about abundance of good, beautiful food that we are minimizing or we are maximizing our opportunity to create the most serotonin in our bodies. Oh, you just gave me, a, you just made me feel happy just listening to you then. <laughs> right, whole food it is. <laughs> yeah. Michelle, thank you so much for um, coming in and we're looking forward to talking more on Healthy-ish about sugar. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this chat with Michelle. And remember, if you want more of her recipes, just log on to her website. It's a healthyview.com. But we also have more. Michelle talks, she goes deep into sugar in Extra Healthy-ish, the big sister podcast from Body and Soul that gives you that little bit extra in your day, extra interviews, extra insights, and extra healthy advice for your mind, body, and soul. We publish a new episode of Extra Healthy-ish every Monday to Thursday, every morning. So jump on to bodyandsoul.com.au if you want more info or follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Thanks so much for listening to this chat with Michelle. And if you have a moment, we'd be so grateful if you could rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. And until tomorrow, at least stay healthy-ish. News doesn't have to be boring. The Brits have given Prince Harry a new nickname after yet another tell-all interview. Oh, God, is it the ginger winder? (laughs) Let the team at news.com.au get you up to speed each day with their podcast from the newsroom. A couple were busted joining the Mile High Club. Well, I guess they can't fly virgin anymore. Politics, sport, red carpets, royals. Get all the goss in just a few minutes. Follow from the newsroom wherever you get your podcast from. Listener.